Who were the possible readers? There were a whole. There was a whole array of possible readers. Um, I remember that. Um, I think now. Let me think. The first reader was uh, kind of a middle-aged man um, who worked as a media monitor. You know, tracking media things. You know, articles and stuff. And you mean like a, a fruit juice company wanted to know exactly. if they're if if people are writing about their orange juice on blogs. And that's so he, right. He'd or make a dossier of it. That's right. Or a logging company wanted to know if there was any activism going. You know, any kind of you know dissent around logging policies. Or, so why wasn't you know. he right? Well, he, he was the wrong age. He he, and it it got creepy really quickly because he was a guy and he was kind of middle aged and and it just started going into a kind of a, you know, a creepy direction, but not. You know, not before all of this other stuff had happened. I mean, this guy had a – I can't remember what it is, but, you know, he had a name. He had a life. He had a child. He had a wife. He had this – you know, there You'd was a lot going him. On. I wrote him. I wrote probably about 100 pages of him. And what, so is it a logic puzzle? Is it a, a feeling that this isn't working? How, how do you know that, oh, this man I've – I've created this man or you could say that now created him. But but at some yeah. point, he is he is a literary creation and then you have to just throw him away. Here's my feeling about it. Okay, I kind of, I kind of believe that there are all of these potential characters kind of floating around in the ether, you know, in this kind of Pirandellian soup, right? Luigi Pirandello, exactly. Six exactly. characters in search of an author, exactly, exactly. So there's this kind of Pirandellian soup out there, and then a hapless novelist wanders by, and the characters are kind of peering through the soup, and they see the novelist, and they go, "Oh, there's one," and boom, you know, they, you know, they, 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 uh, you know, infiltrate the novelist's brain and, and kind of parasitize you, um, and and so that, you know, that's kind of what happened, but. You know, the other thing, though, too, was that it really felt it felt more like being a casting director. Okay, for me, in that you know, I knew that now was writing to somebody, and I needed to find her reader, and so I would invent a character, you know, like this media monitor, for example, and invite the character in and arrange for the character to find the diary, um, whatever portion of it existed at the time. The character would read the diary, start to become obsessed, um, the way all readers become very quickly, and um, and and slowly a fictional world would start to to you know to grow, and it would get bigger and kind of plumper and and more juicy and you know and and more flesh out. And then, you know, and I'd be writing along until one day suddenly I'd open the manuscript and find that the entire world had gone flat like a deflated balloon. And I never knew quite why that happened, but it just, the juice, the energy just went out of it. So at that point, you usher the character out the door, you arrange for the next character to come in, the character finds the diary, the whole thing starts up again. 